The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on one-on-one with poppy chulo created by poppy chulo one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers here's your host poppy chulo welcome to one-on-one with poppy chulo today is thursday january 18th 2018 Listeners, please welcome rising adult star, Jason Love. Welcome to the show, Jason. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on, man. You had uh, quite a remarkable year in the year 2017. So I'm really glad that uh, I have you on here so that uh, I can, uh, you know, ask you about this budding career in the industry as well as uh, sort of like what your plans are for this new year. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. So uh, typically I like to start off these interviews by getting some physical stats as well as unique stats out the way first. So let's start off with your height and weight. I'm six foot five inches, 235 pounds. What's your ethnic background? I'm black and Indian. What's your zodiac sign? Aquarius. And how old are you? I'm 32 years of age. Happy early birthday. Aquarius is right around the corner. Definitely. You're welcome, man. Awesome. So before we get into our exclusive one-on-one with Poppy Chulo interview, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. 
Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it, Jason, and uh, let's start off by getting to know a little bit more about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm from Rio uh, Platte, Louisiana. That's what's up. And what was life like for you growing up? What was uh, young Jason Love like? I don't know. Young Jason Love kind of like quiet. I'm from the country, so wasn't really too much to do but sports and video games and schooling. Okay, that makes sense. Awesome. So, okay. In total, how long have you been in the porn industry? In total? So, I was eight months. Eight okay. months in the a actual industry. Itself. Correct. Because what I want to discuss is before you got into the... Um, the the film side of things you have been in the adult entertainment industry as a whole so when yeah. did you first get into adult entertainment let's see okay so i went into the military in 2003 i stayed there a few years when i got out from an injury i was kind of running around aimlessly catching up on not going to the clubs and all that and then i i started realized I could dance very well so I became a stripper and realized that it had you know pretty decent monetary value in that so I did that for a while and then I started doing um webcaming and I realized webcaming was was doing pretty good and then I figured making solo videos and dispersing them to my fans actually made a great deal of money so I started making solo videos and that had an impactful buzz on getting me to actually doing porn Okay, that's interesting. So, in total, how long would you say were you exotic dancing? Eight years. Oh, okay. And then you started to make your segue. I'm going to assume you were still dancing when you were doing, like, the solo stuff? Oh, definitely. I just stopped dancing uh, maybe three months ago. Okay. All right, so you were dancing, then you ventured into the solo stuff, and then you sort of dipped your toes into the actual adult industry. I should say you were dipping your toes when you were do doing the solo stuff, but then you got into the actual uh, filming, uh, you know, hardcore side of the business. Yeah. So how did you get into the business? Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's, um, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back eight years ago, and let's talk about mm -hmm. you venturing into dancing. How exactly did you get into dancing? Because you mentioned, you know, you you, you uh, felt like you could dance. You, um, you know, wanted to uh, sort of like, you know, see if this was going to be a financially beneficial de decision. So what steps did you take to get into uh, the world of exotic entertainment? It was kind of crazy how it happened. I was actually at a, at a club, like probably like two towns over, and I was in the club and I was dancing, and like I would dance a lot because I kind of liked the cardio and it was fun. So they had this group of girls that was actually watching me dance, and um, they kept staring at me, but I thought they were just staring at me, just, you know, come and talk to me or whatever. So eventually, I assumed one of them uh, developed enough guts and that came talk to me, and they was like, are you a stripper? I'm like... No, I'm not a stripper. They're like, oh, we was about to give you $500. If you would have came dance for us, it's such and such. She got married, and she we needed a dancer, and he canceled on us. And I'm, I got to thinking, I'm like, $500? I'm like, how long? She's like, oh, like an hour or two. 
I'm like, what? And then she told me where, and she's like, in Houston. I'm like, damn, that's like four hours away. So she gave me half the money up front. I gave my brother my keys and told him to take, take my, my vehicle home. And I got in the car with them, drove to Houston. I danced and made like $900, like four extra hundred in tips. And I was like, from that point on, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a stripper. I started making business cards and like, you know, promoting myself. And I rapidly became one of the best. Well, there you go, man. It was almost like the right place, right time type of situation. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, I believe it. And so you were dancing for several years, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you had this idea to do the solo videos. Where did that idea come from? Did it come from your fans and those that were following your career in uh, the uh exotic dancing world wanting to see more of you like where did that idea come from to uh start doing cam work and solo work i i did a photo shoot in um in carolina with this photographer and he was telling me about a young lady that he had just shot like a few hours prior to my arrival and was telling me that she does webcamming and she was saying that you know she makes a, a substantial amount of money each each week off webcamming so I did a little research in the webcam and I started doing that. And while doing webcaming, people would always ask me, where can they get my private content and all that? And in my head, I'm, in my head, I'm like, I don't have any private content. And so I started doing a little more research into that realm and realized that they was making money, like doing like, you know, solo videos and, and solo request videos and different stuff like that. And I started doing it and I was like, oh, this. You really can make a lot of money with this if it's marketed right. And that's how it telltale led to the rest. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you developed a following, uh, and uh, that led, I would assume, to your career now as a uh, performer doing hardcore scenes. So, exactly how did you make the transition into doing hardcore work? Were you sort of uh, filling out uh, forms and that kind of stuff, you know, applying to be a model and that kind of stuff for some of the more popular websites, or did they actually approach you and ask you if you were interested? Okay, so one of one of the low-rated low recruiters um, got with me and was telling me that I would be great at, at, at doing porn, and I'm like, trying to figure how much they get paid and then they kind of broke it down and I'm like well I don't know I'm like I make a lot of money doing what I'm doing right now it would be a little more you know substantial than that so he then got with the people for um, black whom I work with now and then black then contacted me and um my business partner were kind of like manager who who would help me set up like the the live the live show events I would do and like the, the different breakdowns of the, of the solo videos I would do and he got in touch with them and they had me fly out to LA for a test shoot I did the test shoot and they loved me so much and it was like test pass let's work some paperwork out we don't want nobody else to have you oh okay well damn so are you an exclusive for Blacked are you allowed to work with other companies or is it uh, are you solely yeah, with yeah. Blacked at the moment I'm 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 um, contracted through Black, so I can't work with anybody else right now. Okay. How long is the contract uh, yeah. for? A, a year exclusivity contract, but I'm pretty sure they're going to re-sign me again. 
Okay. I love the confidence. I like it. Yes. Awesome, man. <laughs> confidence is key. Exactly. So before we talk about your first shoot, I want to ask about your poor name. How did you come up with the name Jason Love? Okay, so in, in the beginning, I, I had Jason Fitness, which was the name I utilized on all my social media. And everybody knew me as Jason Fitness. But I have such a, a, a rough look already. I thought I would kind of dilute that that look by having such um, a, a passionate name like love because y you spread love through entertainment and it, well, with hopes and aspiration of spreading love. So I was like Jason Love. Perfect. Rough image, but it's kind of softened by Jason Love. Spread love. <laughs> and it's more marketable as well. Well, there you go. And obviously, it's been working for you. Yes, best for it has. Absolutely, man. Thankfully. Exactly. So let's talk about the first day on set. What was that experience like for you? Because, uh, you know, doing solo stuff or doing your own content is very different than being on an actual production and having to deal with everything that comes with an actual production. So what was that like for you? What was the first time okay. on set? Were you excited, nervous, a little bit of everything? Yes, it was definitely mixed emotions. Of course, like I danced so and I was I modeled, so I was not ever camel shy. But so going into it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to knock this out. It's, it's nothing, you know. It's, I, I do this at night ordinarily. The only difference is somebody's recording it. I got on set and seen all those people. I said, wait a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> this, this is a little bit more. I said, whoa. So I said, okay, you know what, Jason? Just calm down. Make everybody disappear in your head. Focus on the, on the opposite talent. Look at her and just get the job done. So I kind of was going at it in a a few times within the scene, I caught myself like looking around, am I doing it right? Am I saying the right things? Because the difficulties for me was dialogue. In my ordinary life, I would just let my actions speak for me. I didn't have to talk. And now you got dialogue, you got acting. It was slightly overwhelming, but at the same sense, it was exciting. But, you know, like scary exciting. Kind of like a roller coaster. It's, it's like, it's like kind of scary a little bit, but then it's like mega fun. So it was like kind of like it was a, it was a mixed in emotion. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I believe it. I, you know, I'm sure it's insane, and uh, you know, having to deal with some of the dialogue. I, I guess you know that does kind of make sense because you got to get the scene right. I mean, you know, you're if you're doing something where you're, uh, you know, you're you're sleeping with a married woman or you're. Uh, I don't know, I, I, you know, you're a, a world-famous uh, music artist or sports star or that kind of thing. You know, you got to get the acting right. Uh, I'm sure that could exactly. be probably weird and um, and interesting the first couple times. Definitely, because your, your, um, your dialogue is not scripted, so it comes off the top of your head. So not only do you have to focus on what you're doing, your performance, but then you have to focus on keeping your dialogue with continuity of the scene. Yeah, you got to so, stay in character. Exactly. So it's different characters you're portraying, yet you don't want to just say your random stuff that a character of that type wouldn't say. So it's like you're kind of thinking while you're doing it at the same time you're trying to keep an erection. It's just like, like whoa, hold on now. 
says a lot. But it's, as I as I got doing more, it, repetition practice makes perfect. So after, after doing a bunch of them, it became a little more natural. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So prior to entering the business, was porn at all something that you had wanted to try, that you'd wanted to experience? Was it really sort of like the scenario that happened to you when you started dancing? Was it really just sort of, you know, a, a career that you fell into by accident? Yeah, I, I kind of, yes, very much so fell into it. It's like, I, I used to remember I would, I would be dancing at parties and then for my finale, I would get nude. You know, you got to come out with a nice erection so you can get the remaining of the dollars that the women have. That's, that's going to shock them, startle them, and they're going to throw the rest of the money. So I would step away and I would play one song for the ladies to like just have fun with. And I would step into the bathroom and I would watch porn on my phone. I would watch Black.com all the time. That's what was the crazy part. That was my go-to video. I could have watched all kinds of stuff, but in, in that large environment, when I would step away, I would watch Black.com every time. So when I got offered to go work for them, it was surreal. Yeah, I believe it, man. Good grief. That's really interesting. And, uh, you know, you have been really embraced by the fans. Uh, why do you think, as a newcomer, that uh, your scenes have been received so well? And why do you think the fans are really enjoying what uh, you're putting out there? With your performances, I get. I guess because I don't fake anything. When I go in there, I actually give it my all. Anything I do, I put forth value and effort, one hundred percent. So if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. And my fans reciprocate that so much because, I like, if a fan says something to me and they like the same gender, I'm not gonna be like, oh, they like the same gender. I'm not gonna talk to them. I'll talk to anyone. They're all my friends. They're more so my friends versus my fans. So I guess that grows on them because they see that I'm a genuine person. I keep it honest. And I guess they, they take a liking to me, and I definitely appreciate them because without them, I wouldn't be popping as much as I am now. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, a lot of performers out there wouldn't necessarily say what you just said. So uh, very, very much props to you for... Uh, showing love and repping for your fans as much as they rep for you. Definitely. So let's talk. When there's nothing without that other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. So let's talk a little bit about your experience on set. Let's talk about the good and the bad of uh, being on set. In your okay. opinion, what turns mm -hmm. you on the most and what turns you off the most when you're on set? I'm a sucker for eyes. So, like, when I walk in and then I finally meet the co-star and she have beautiful eyes, oh, that kills me. Out of the gate right there, I'm like like a, like a, a packed wolf ready to just tear into it with the nice eyes. Uh, turn off? Uh, that's, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe the ones that, like, have, like, the, like, the, overly fake dialogue like too over the top and i'm like what she's saying all that i'm like it's gonna make no sense but and that, that's just from other ones that i watched luckily thus far that hasn't happened to me yet so everything has been a turn on for me and i'm an optimist so i'm gonna always find the good in a situation for some reason 
I like the sound of that. So let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? I would say my favorite. Well, I never did anal in my life until I started doing porn. So, you know, if, in my regular life, no girl would be like, oh, no, where are you going to put that? But then I started doing it in porn. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's okay. But a vag is, is, is a lot more fun to me. I don't know, it feels like I dish out a little more pleasure in that category. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position and does it differ from your favorite position off camera? Okay, so within a scene, my favorite would be the prone position because I could see their eyes and their face while I'm doing my different moves and like I could, you know, my attempt is to try to make the eyes roll in the back of the head. So in that position, I can actually, you know, gauge whether or not I'm, I'm doing certain strokes right, hitting certain spots right, and if I'm hitting that spot and their eyes are fluttering, then I know I need to attack that spot continuously so I can make them stop fluttering and roll. So that's my favorite position. The position I hate the most is reverse cowgirl because you got to support all your weight, and it's hard, you can't really, like, give them give them the whole erection like you can't really like kill them because they can dictate it <laughs> yeah so that would be like my least favorite position but i really i like them all actually but that would be my least favorite i would concentrate on keeping my erection too much on that one yeah what about in your personal life what's your favorite position my personal in my personal life oh i like um the, the side spooning position because you can like spread the legs and you can you can hit every corner you can being that you're laying down, you, you can swirl your body and hit different corners and stuff. You can grab their head and force them on. There's a lot of different different things you can do in the um, in that, that side position. I think they, yeah, I like that one. And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the cum shot, the pop shot. Mm -hmm. In a scene, where do you prefer to shoot your load? Okay, in a scene... Sometimes it's difficult to actually do it. Most people love cream pies. That's actually difficult to do because you've been having sex so long to where it's, like, difficult to get to that cream pie level because the scene is almost over. Now it's, 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 it's about time to, to come. But in actuality, you know, it works overdrive so much, your penis done got numb, so it's a little difficult. Like, you would need another 45, well, me personally, I would need another 45 minutes. So with the cream pie, you got to really, really concentrate because you got to get to that nut in such a small time frame. In a regular life, you know, you could, you could do a cream pie easily because you can, you, can, you, can, you can fuck for as long as you want and, and then get to the cream pie. But in porn, sometimes it's almost better to do a facial because then you can get close to coming and then stand up and then, like, you know, rapidly make the rest of the cum come out. So it's a little bit easier. But I like the end results in the scenes when you actually do a cream pie because it's a lot more fun. Well, there you go. Although I'm sure your fans right now that are tuning in are loving the idea of uh, 45 more minutes to get that cream pie. <laughs> no, they would eat that up, definitely. <laughs> How would you describe your fuck style? Let's say we have someone tuning in right now that has not seen your scene work. How would you describe your style of fucking? My style is finesse. I issue pleasure. 
Like, I don't even really be worrying about myself. My objective is to try to make her come the most she's ever came in a scene, period. I want to I be remembered. So when we do a future scene and they say Jason Love, I want it to get wet immediately. Something that has been popping up a lot in uh, scenes and in recent times, and in particular in uh, the family of sites that include uh, the Blacked website, is uh, men getting rimmed, getting their mm -hmm. booty licked. Is that something that you're into? Do you enjoy getting a tongue down there? Is that something that uh, that you enjoy doing in a scene? Okay. In the beginning, I was like, oh, no, indeed. I'm not about to have my legs in the air like this on this camera. Waving and, like and, they and, just and, don't was, care? The, yeah, the, the weather was cool. And I'm, I'm like, mm. I'm like everybody in the room but the cameraman turn around if we're about to do this. And it was like tickling and stuff. But then as I kept doing it, I'm like, mm, I guess it's kind of pleasurable in a sense. And it's more pleasurable mentally because it's the fact that the woman is committing to give the man the ultimate pleasure. It's, it's nothing, you know, to, to be homophobic about because it's just the woman, is, is, she's inclined enough to want to give the man the ultimate level of pleasure. So once I started looking at it like that, it was actually cool. Then I relaxed more in the in the essence of it, and it was okay after that. Now I'm like, get it, get it, girl, get it. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, Jason Love. <laughs> Who have you worked with so far that uh, have been some of your most favorite performers to work with in scenes? And it's a hard one right there. So I would go with, I would say, Alina Lopez, Mia Malkova, Natalia Starr, Lana Rhodes, my favorites. And for some reason, it feels like Nicole Aniston broke me in and made me develop my senses the way they are now. So, yeah, those, because I've done a ton. They all haven't been released, of course, but, yeah. Um, I would say I would say those five are my, my, my peak five. Okay, awesome. Who haven't you worked with yet that uh, you would like to do a scene with in the future? I would love to do a scene with Tanya Lee, or Tanya Lee. I'm not certain exactly how to say it, but her. For some reason, she gets me. I, I, I look at her posts and stuff on Twitter, and I'm like, she looks like she would be fun. It would make a very popping scene. Uh, definitely. Um, the Kashka girl, I would like to do a scene with her. I believe she's from France, maybe. Everybody been, like, talking about her a lot, and I started looking into her, and I'm like, yeah, she would be a good one as well. And it was one other one I was looking forward to. I think she'd go by the name of Jamie Wilde. She's kind of a newer girl, but I was looking at some of her work that she just recently did, and that looked like that would be some fun. Are there any individuals in the industry, whether they be performers or people behind the camera, that you look up to, that uh, you use as a means to inspire you in what you're trying to do in the industry? 
Oh, of course, Greg Lasky, motivator extraordinaire. Like when I first started, like I I was doing good, but he knew I could do better. He took me in the office and talked to me for an hour. The most impactful speech of my career. Five, ten years from now, that conversation in that office will define my character for the future. And Mike Myers, he he um he's awesome. He he makes he makes me understand the business aspect of it. He the one that makes makes me stay grounded. So those two, I love it. As your scenes have been coming out, as they've been released, do you watch your own work? Are you the type of person that sits down and makes sure to watch the latest scene that has been released? Are you the type of individual that uh, sort of avoids watching himself and uh, the work that he's done? In any craft that I attempt to build, I become a student of it. So I probably, I'm more anxious. I go more crazy watching the countdown on my videos than probably than, the, than my fans. Because I want to see it. I want to watch it. I want to grade it. I want to see what I should have done in that situation, what move I should have did longer. And, and I want to take that as a teaching tool for future scenes to make me better than the last scene. So I definitely watch them all the time. Always. Look forward to watching them. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the very first time? I think that's what made my penis big. I was nine years old. And I um I manipulated all you say hack the the cord that goes inside of the TV that gives you the, the, the channels. I, I, I wired it to where you can get all the channels. And channels five ninety six to six oh one was nothing but porn. I would set my alarm clock for four o'clock in the morning when my parents were sleeping, I would wake up, grab a sock, go in the living room and masturbate. Sometimes I would masturbate so much that my penis would be swollen the next day. One day I went and I, I went to get my mom. I was panicking and it was time to go to school. And I was like, I was like, mom, something is wrong with me. She's like, well, what, what's wrong? Go get dressed for school. I'm like, no, mom, it's, um, my, my stuff is swollen. She was like, what you mean your stuff is swollen? I, I, I say my, my stuff, my private part. She's like, what? You need to go to the, let, let me see it. I pulled it out and it was swollen. I beat it so much. It had swelled up. I think that, along with genetics, had a lot to do with, with my penal growth because I would masturbate every day. When I found out the clear stuff came out, I wanted it to always come out. That's too funny. So, listeners, <laughs> according to uh, Dr. Jason Love, if you would like to get your penis to grow, start jerking off with the sock at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's a muscle. What happens if you if you work a muscle out? It grows, right? Well, there you go. It's the same thing. It's a love <laughs> muscle. There you go. Yes. The love muscle. <laughs> All right. So speaking about the love muscle, because I'm sure a lot of listeners are curious to know this. Exactly how much is Jason Love packing? Okay. General erection, 10 inches. If... I got maximum blood flow, 10 and a half inches, but the girt is where it comes into play. Is there it's, an official like measurement for the girth? For the girth? Yeah, the girth is like seven inches around, which is very, very nice and girt. 
do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent cum shot for your scenes? Yes. Um, avocados, lemon juice. Avocados, lemon juice, ice and water, and, um, oh my God, basil, 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 basil leaves. I crush the basil leaves up, the uh, pure avocado, I put that together, a little bit of skim, skim milk, water and ice and i'll blend it and I'll, I'll drink that and it helps with with um producing uh you know it increases your libido which in turn increases your, your semen production and it helps your erection as well well there you go that's really interesting awesome so and before we step away from the johnson i'm sure a lot of the listeners might be curious in the future, as your name continues to grow in the business, is the possibility of a Jason Love uh, dildo replica something that uh, you would like to achieve one day? Would you like to have your own member as a product? I think you're a prophet because I literally, before you call, I was going over the contract proposal from Doc Johnson a few minutes ago, and I sent it over to my manager, and we're going to get it signed. and. We'll probably start mass producing the dildo in March for a June or July release. Well, there you go, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That is awesome. We're definitely going to have to have you back so that you can announce the release to uh, your fans and supporters. Uh, definitely. I look forward to it. That was the, since I started doing porn, that was like one of my goals. And it came rather quicker than, you know, projected mentally. So it's kind of such a big deal for me right now. Exactly. I mean, it's a I huge mean, deal. I mean, it, you know, if we're going to be honest, it's a huge deal. Not that many no performers out there. Yeah, well, there you go. But, um, <laughs> you know, not that many performers have a dildo replica out there. And it's really a testament to... Uh, the popularity that you've achieved in such a short amount of time. So definitely kudos to you, a pat on your back and all that kind of stuff, because uh, there aren't that many performers that can get something like this happening this soon. And is the dildo all that you plan? Do you plan on having other products out there with the Jason Love name, the Jason Love branding? Yes. Um, I'm actually um, going to have an underwear line to A1 Clothing. I'm going to have underwears, uh, T-shirts, muscle shirts, uh, fitness gear, all um, Jason Love branded uh, through A1 Apparel. Okay, that's awesome. Very cool, man. So let's Trying to monetize it as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You got to. You got to strike while the iron is hot. So let's talk a little bit about you and your physique. How often do you work out, and uh, do you consistently have to watch what you're eating, especially when you know that you got a shoot coming up? Okay, so like, as for eating, I basically eat what I want, but I um I keep the high carb foods um in palm size portion. If I, if it, if it can fit in the palm of my hand, I can eat it. If it, if whatever it doesn't fit, of course, I don't eat it. And I work out five days a week, six if I'm bored on Saturday. Now, I'm a personal trainer, so I, like, have to be in the gym automatically. Well, there you go. And since we're talking about your physique, we've got to talk about the tattoos, man. How many tattoos do you have? Have you lost count? 
389. Really? Yes, 380. Well, 390. I just, well, I just covered one tattoo up with another one and, and expanded. So you would say 390. Good grief, man. All right. So let's get a little bit of history with the tattoos. How old mm-hmm. were you when you got your first one? And what was the first one? I was 19, 20. I was 20 years old in the military. And we, we would get a lot of tattoos when we were in the military. My, my battalion, I was a sniper. So like when when a certain task was completed, we would, we would then get a tattoo. And based, obviously, I completed a lot of tasks. And after that, when I got out, it was kind of like a, a mental addiction. I guess I was addicted to the drama me, the painkillers the body gives off, and I was loving it. But, but each one of them actually have a story behind them. So it's not like just random stuff thrown everywhere. They actually all have a story. Like I have a light bulb in the center of my forehead. That is, most people look at it as a light bulb in the center of the forehead. But to me, in actuality, it's a brainstorming bulb, which insinuates that I'm always thinking. I have a cracked skull because I was thinking so hard, my skull cracked. So it's kind of like, it, it, it's, for me, it's, it's saying I'm a thinker. So the opposer that is just looking at it is looks like a, a, a lightning strike and a, and a light bulb. Not knowing the backstory, of course, you would know that. Yeah, that's interesting, man. So what was the first one? It was a light bulb in the center of my phone. Oh, okay, oh, okay. so that was the very first yeah. one. Well, the very, very first one was I have um slim on my arm. Because when I got the tattoo when I was in the Marine Corps, I... I was rather small. I was like 150 pounds, 6'5", 150 pounds. So that's like pencil thin. And that tattoo actually covered my whole arm. Now it looks like a speck because I didn't got so big. Well, there you go. And what was the most recent one? Um, I have a, like if you look on my abdominal area, like side abdominal area, like where your lung is, I have a feather and it has, Jason with the heart and free because a feather blows free in the wind so you're free to make any decision you can in life as long as you make a wise one then it should be productive to yourself I love that each one has a story man like that's really creative and impressive I I like that because a lot of people are just like I like a donkey that's on my knee or something you know what I'm saying like (laughs) this is random because it's pretty (laughs) exactly you know I got a butterfly because it's cute so it makes it makes sense. I think that's pretty awesome. Now I've got to ask you, which was the most painful? The most painful? I have a money symbol in the center of my chest, and being that I was so slim coming up, I really have, don't have that many like fat cells there. So it's like straight to my bone, and I felt that a lot because it was straight to the bone. It was like just straight breaking skin. And I have one in my head. I have a skull with a mohawk in my head, which means I'm, I'm an eccentric thinker. But the one inside my head, I felt that a lot, too. Eyelids, most people think that's the worst one, but my eyelids didn't even hurt that much. Good grief, man. All right, so I just, like, the pain is hitting me already, and, and uh, I'm not even near the uh, tattoo needle. But, um, <laughs> good grief. So... Obviously, uh, I mean, I think you're sort of like the living epitome of the saying, you know, you just can't get one. Like, people that are getting tattoos, that are tattoo tattoo enthusiasts, they are always planning their next 
tattoo. So are you already planning on your next one? Do you know what it's going to be? Do you know where it's going to be? Yes. Um, I'm my legs. I'm going to, um, do my legs and I'm going to do it like the confines of a structure, meaning I'm going to have the inner legs of a building because of course, without, before you can do anything or grow or build around anything, you have to first have a foundation. I'm actually do the foundation on my legs, constructing into a building, but the building will then fade into the different elements of my life. Okay, that's interesting. You know what? That is kind of funny. Because, like, when you said, like, how many tattoos that you have, like, I completely forgot that, like, your legs are pretty much tattoo-less, right? Like, all these tattoos are in the upper part of your body. Exactly. So you've got an empty canvas, man. Exactly. And, I, and I've been drawing a lot of stuff, so I got it pretty much patent how I want it. And I just need to actually get it, get an artist to actually look back over what I did, because of course I'm not the best. So, and I'm have them just go from that brainstorming and actually develop the tattoo of my liking. Okay, that's really interesting. Now, are you brave enough to get the dick tattooed? Yes, I want to I wanna, uh, put uh, love on it. Like, either I want to put a heart on it, like for Jason Love, or I want to put J-Love on it. That way, I had Jason Love in me. Literally, they would have had Jason Love in them. <laughs> oh, gosh, Jason. But uh, I see what you're doing. But uh, that's too much. Have you researched about that already? Like, I'm, I'm going to assume that one has to be painful. I would I would like to think so. I kind of pinched it a few times. It doesn't you kind of like pinched it a few times. times. Yeah, you know, it's not going it to be a pinch. Like it was to me. <laughs> a re- repetitive sticking, but it didn't seem too too sensitive. My only concern is like mentally keeping it erected so that the tattoo looks proper when it's at full growth. It know? has to be erect. I don't know anything about dick. The- tattoos so you have to yeah, be hard for the tattoo yeah because all the different layers of skin if it's not hard then it's gonna crumple up of course you know like a soft penis the skin fiber is gonna crumple up and then it stretches so you want the tattoo at least you want your penis to at least be medium so you get the full elasticity of the skin when it's getting tattooed good grief man to suffer for your art good grief i i can't imagine it see that's that's something you need to instagram or only fans when you do that like you need to make that an only fans oh, video about that i definitely will <laughs> because i don't think anyone can imagine what it would be like and yeah that's Good grief. I I want to step away from this conversation because I'm getting the pain already. Fuck my life. All right. Um, it's giving you the creeps a little bit, huh? It's giving me the creeps because I'm like, good grief. Like, could I mean, I, you know, getting kicked in the balls hurts. And so to have a sharp needle continuously stabbing you for how long does it take a tattoo to happen like a tiny one it's it's going to take several minutes it's yeah, not something it's not like minutes. 60 minutes i mean it's not, not 60 on, seconds i should area? say it's not 60 that, seconds that area? no it's gonna take about 30 minutes for that area 30 30 40 minutes because of 
what's getting tagged down. <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking about the person holding it in their hand, <laughs> tattooing it. Well, They're yeah. going to be like, fuck my life. <laughs> Good grief, man. All right, so since we're talking about your physique and your body, to shave or not to shave, that is the question, and I'm talking about manscaping in general, as well as hair down there on you. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, being that I get rum now, um, I don't want nobody to go in there and get a fur burger, so I, I shave it. Well, I don't shave it with a razor because I don't. I one time because I wasn't too familiar with shaving, I would just take clippers and like kind of have it scrubbed. Uh, so um, the first time I shaved my actual pubic hair, oh, I just got in the shower and put some soap on it. I know no better. I just took the razor. I was just going all kind of directions. When the razor bumps came, it was burning so much, and I, I was like, "Why the fuck? Why did it do that? Like, I don't understand this shit." And then the uh, one, one of the co-stars was like, "You used soap, and you went all kind of different. No, you're supposed to, just, you know, go follow the grain of hair in one direction." I'm like, "What well, shit? I wish somebody would have told me that when I was in the shower." So now I got like a, a device. It's kind of almost like the device that you use to shave your face, but it's it's made for all body parts, and it's like small. And I just shave all the hairs out with that, and it goes like bare, almost like Brazilian wax style. All right. I, I, I laugh at myself when I got to cock my leg up to shave my ass and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> First time I did it, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Then now I'm like, oh, my God, perfectionist. Buddy. Well, there you go. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? I would say outside of my penis, of course. I think it's nice but like my chest my chest you know I worked hard on that and I got it formed pretty nice so it's like one of my impactful qualities alright and on the flip side of that in your opinion what part of your body do you like the least and why oh after being in the military so many years with the boots and marching on 110 degree cement and, and mud and all my feet I probably I think I got the fourth ugliest feet in the world you got hammer toes. Every, 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 everybody in the whole world, I got, I got the number four of his feet. <laughs> I think. Most people say, oh, they're not that bad. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You just tell me that because I'm a giant. But when I walk away, you're going to fucking laugh at yourself for lying to me. <laughs> there you go. You got vulture talons for feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll get all the foot Eagle fetishes claws. excited. Oh, yeah. Eagle claws. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And on the complete flip side, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why? Female, let's see. Oh, I would go a nice, fit ass. is so delicious. Because you, know, you look at it from the back, it's just curved so perfect. Skin so tight. I, I, like, I like that. You know, when, you, when you're back there, that's what you got to look at. So it's like one of my faves. Going back to the tattoos, uh, just because tattoos and piercings are almost like related, you know, there are a lot of people either mm-hmm. love tattoos or they, they love their piercings. Were piercings anything that uh, attracted you? For me or on a poser? For you, like you, period. Because it's, you know, you ventured obviously into the lane of tattoos, but are piercings yeah. something that interests you? Have they ever interested you? Or is that something. Not really, because you're more focused on the tats. Yeah, I'm more focused on the tats. But I had my ears pierced, like two holes in each ear. One time I pierced my eyebrow. And during the healing process, it was so aggravating for me. 
putting muscle shapes on and when I'd work out, I'd bump it and stuff. And I was like, no, this shit not for me. I took it out and I was like, no, I don't want that. And I don't even wear earrings anymore. <laughs> it's still it's still open. Like I can put earrings in now, but I just I just never do. In your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes? Not really, but I don't I don't shy away something like if a girl wanna do some role playing, I wanna do like some foot fetish or something like that. Yeah, I'm with it once again because I'm a pleasure. Me, I'm I'm just nasty. I just like the actual element of sex. As long as we're having sex, I'm having fun. So it really don't bother me. My mind is inclined to sexually fulfill, so I'm just happy to be having sex. Well, be laying on the bed kissing and just like spooning and playing with with the pussy. I'm I'm with that too. Let's go back in time, Jason Love. How and when did you lose your virginity? I, I didn't start having sex until I was 18. I came home from the military on break, and I didn't have sex with what was considered the finest girl in school. She was awesome. I, I got a crush on her forever. And she called me, and she was telling me about her and her boyfriend broke out because like he had hit her or something with her. and I told her she could have come over and we could have talked. So she came over to talk and my parents were away on a hunting trip and we got to talking a little bit and then one thing led to another and I was destroying her. And I was very good at sex even for my first time because like I said, I watched porn relentlessly coming up. So it's like I knew what to do kind of sorta of in my head. I just had to put it into actual physical form. It's too funny. I was nervous, though. I believe but it. It was, cool. <laughs> it was no turning back after that. Oh, my God. I was like, it was like nonstop. Like, I, I wanted all the women. All of them. Come here. I, I didn't know it was this amazing. Come here. I want it all. I guess that helped me, <laughs> helped me with the aspect of being so good at having sex. Well, there you go. Well, speaking of wanting it all, they got to take it all. So when did you first realize that you were packing something unique down there? And you see, I used to watch porn all the time. So I thought everybody was like that. But it wasn't until I went to the military. And of course, you know, we have to go through a pod and it's like 80 guys taking a shower at the same time. So and, and then they clowning, telling me, calling me a uh, hammerhead. Uh, Thomas Hammerhead I'm like oh my god so and then I realized and then when I come home and I started like having sex and then she's like oh it's so big and I'm like what you know so and then the next girl was like damn I'm like and the next girl was like damn I'm like well okay I guess okay <laughs> alright Hammerhead <laughs> so you've been in the <laughs> realm so mad. wait what'd you say <laughs> they used to make me so mad with that shit that's too yeah, funny. Man, why y'all looking at me anyway? <laughs> and now they're jerking off to your pornos. Exactly. Touche. There you go. So, you've been in the realm of adult entertainment for a while. Almost a decade. But you just yeah. recently started doing hardcore scenes. So, I want to ask you about dating while working in adult entertainment. Is it difficult? Is it difficult to actually have romance while you're working in a very adult business? Yes, because, of course, firsthand, you're very fearful because the only thing that can stop your career is, is 
lack of performance at the highest level, lack of performance, and then uh, getting an STD. So, of course, you, it makes you fearful to, like, you you can't just, like, I used to just go to the club and just go home with three girls and try to take all three of their souls at the same time. You can't do that anymore. And then when you find one that you actually like and want to do some type of involvement with, of course, she is not with all her girlfriends saying, yeah, oh, you're barfing a punch star. Or, or we're like, oh, no, you, you fuck her better than you fuck me. I'm like, what? That, that, don't, that don't make no sense. Maybe she fucked me back better than you fucking me back, so it make it look that way. But, no, it's, it's the same thing. And they, they really can't deal with it. It's not too many that's open-minded enough to accept the fact that it's, it's work. It's like a job. You go to Walmart to work, I go to a bedroom with a camera and have sex. You go to it's Pussy Mart. No love. Yeah, exactly. I go to Pussy Mart. You go to Walmart, I go to Pussy Mart. We both work, and then we come home. Sex she with comes home with a bag with a smiley yeah. face, and you come back home with a smiley face. <laughs> exactly. Baby, how was work? Oh, it was awesome, baby. Now she wants to go sleep in the living room. Well, there you go. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Jason Love. I was a nerd. Super nerd. Like, hella smart. And like, I, and so me being a nerd, I guess that's what took me so long to have sex. So I was quiet, quiet. All about sports, school, homework, video games. And, and I and I like I, I like to write poetry and stuff like that. Most people would never peg that. <laughs> Describe yourself in ten words or less. Ten words or less. Overly ambitious. Very outspoken. It would probably have to take a life or death situation for me to lie. So I always tell the truth. And. I fear no one but God. So with that being said, that's what I always say was on my mind. Shake the for cake. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow mm -hmm. listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this set is what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh... The Jamie Foxx Show, Friends, Dawson's Creek, The Flash, any Marvel TV show or movie, I'm with it. Um, and I would say Comedy View and the news. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Lil Wayne, Tupac, Coldplay, uh, and I would say Michael Jackson. What are three of your most favorite films? The Equalizer, Spider-Man, Superman. What are two foods you can't live without? Rice, beans, 
and ice cream. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Porn. Well, there you go. You still beat off to porn? Yeah, I'm just fucking pervert. Jason Love is a horny ass. Definitely. You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I'm still kind of stuck on the fact that you mentioned Dawson's Creek. And it's no judgment because we are pretty much the same age. So it's 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 a show from our generation. But yes. it was very random that you just slipped in Dawson's Creek. Man, Dawson? Pacey Whitaker? And all, oh, what? You got to love Dawson's Creek. It was the shit. I used to yeah, work yeah. in school. <laughs> that shit was like adult for Creek. us. Like. Yeah. That that was a very grown ass show, directed like, at it, teenagers. Directed, you know, man, created that, for teenagers. It, it, I like. It felt like it taught it taught you life. That and Saved by the Bell, I couldn't do without it. Yeah, although First Saved by the Bell was a little bit more three? corny. <laughs> Saved by the Bell was a little bit more corny, but it was still good. Yeah, you get the humor fact out of that one. But Dawson's Creek, I'll be watching that like like what? Casey, no. And then Dawson's girlfriend, the, the little chick, I can't remember her name, but she was about to, you couldn't tell me that with my girlfriend. That's too funny. I can never remember her name. <laughs> Joey. Mm-hmm. Joey, yes. Her. She was the best. Yeah. Casey and Dawson would fight over her and stuff. I used to be like, I don't even know why y'all fighting over her. She's for me. That's too funny. <laughs> so... What's next for Jason Love? Like, what can the listeners and the fans expect from you uh, in the future? Like, what's coming up soon? You kind of sort of teased it already towards the start of the interview Mm -hmm. where you said that, uh, number one, there's a whole lot more scene work that hasn't been released yet. And number two, that uh, there's the potential, you know, as long as the... You know, that the contracts get signed of a uh, dildo replica coming in the future. So is there anything else that you can sort of tease that uh, will potentially be coming down through the pipeline in the near future? Um, I'm actually going to try to uh, go to movie role as well. I, I got some talk of some Netflix action going on. So hopefully that comes into play. Um, we're getting everything done for that right now, so... I can't say too much about it, but that's something pretty big that's in the, in the wraps. That's pretty Hopefully awesome, it's man. Unwind soon. Yeah, congratulations. Hopefully that does end up happening. That certainly is a, another avenue and another door that can open up for you. I'm overly excited about that one. Very cool. Sounds exciting. So, how can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the goodies? Okay. Um, Twitter. At I am Jason Love, Instagram same handle. At I am Jason Love, Snapchat at I am Jason Love. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? I just want to say thank you to everyone that supports me. If there's anything you have, I would be happily to support it myself once again. We are all a team, and without y'all, I wouldn't be nothing. And Papa Chulo, I would love to thank you as well for even having me and considering having me on your show. Greatly appreciate it. Well, you're welcome, man. I'm certainly glad that we got the chance to do this. You are a star on the rise. Uh, 
that uh, the industry, I don't think they, they know, you know, what they're going to do with you. Like, they aren't ready for Jason Love. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you are in the hands of a really great website that seems to know how to market you well. And I'm curious to see what these next steps for you are because you had a pretty spectacular 2017 and uh, I feel like this year 2018 is going to be even better for you yes I'm always trying to superset the last year and with the help of my black.com family I think we can make it happen sounds like a plan and certainly the door is open for more whenever you want to come back you're more than welcome to oh definitely I appreciate you with the utmost you're welcome. So once again, I want to thank you so much, Jason, for coming on one-on-one with Papi Chulo. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading one-on-one with Papi Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on one-on-one with Papi Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives follow poppy chulo on twitter at twitter.com slash poppy one on one that's at poppy chulo the number one the word on and the number one help support poppy chula radio financially by visiting go fund me.com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Jason Love and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, all. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.